Welcome back to another edition of Politipod here on CBS 13, cbs13.com. Tony Lopez along with our political analyst, Gary Dietrich. As always, Gary, always good to talk to you. And Gavin Newsom, he has been so busy. I made a comment during an editorial meeting that I think he's done more news conferences, made more appearances than uh, Jerry Brown did in his, his last a few months in office. He's well, everywhere. That's no doubt. No, he's everywhere. Well, for one thing, they are very different animals. What do I mean by that? I mean, Jerry Brown really didn't like the news conference format much, and he made that clear. And he was not very accessible, especially in his last term to the media. And you know that. Yeah, and yeah. there was a lot of people that complained about that. Um, Gavin Newsom, exactly the opposite. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go far to say Gavin's one of those kind of guys, as people say, never met a camera he didn't like, but he certainly likes to get out front. And, he, and I think Newsom is the kind of guy that has that almost Reagan-esque quality of feeling like if I get out there and talk about an issue... I can bring people over, right? I can convince them. And I, I think that's uh, the approach we're going to see out of a Governor Newsom. He went to the TSA workers when the shutdown was happening at the airport to say, hey, you know, uh, I'm with you. I know you guys are going through it right now, not getting paid. Uh, he's made a point of letting Californians know he has their back in terms of wildfire that's right. safety. First, first full day in office. Here he is up in Placer County saying we're increasing funding for uh, wildfire preparedness and saying we're in a new day. And the whole PG&E thing has not been shy, obviously, in, in, on that. So he's tackling some some really hot-button issues right out of the gate. Well, and some of those, of course, the, the challenge in being the chief executive, where it be in the White House or right here in, under the Capitol and Dome in Sacramento, is a lot of times you don't get a choice. I mean, things like the wildfire and PG&E and TSA, these are dumped on his doorstep. He's got to do something about them. But he is engaged. And I think we're going to see uh, an awful lot of policy prescriptions come out of this governor uh, in the next six to 12 months. And with, with the democratically democratically controlled uh, capital, I mean, uh, people are going to be able to say, look, you should be able to, to get a lot done, right? Well, it's got a super majority. I mean, he's got a three-quarters majority. Think about that, Tony, in both of our houses. What does that mean? What's well, what we call bulletproof. I mean, as, as long as he uh, agrees with whatever's passed out of the legislature, the Republican members have no say about it. I mean, this is, uh, this is about budgets. This is about emergency measures. This is about all legislation. So one would think... Um, People, oh, he's going to have an easy time of it. Well, here's the challenge. <laughs> and you can get a little too much of something, right? And the challenge for this governor is going to be, and he kind of alluded to this even in his inaugural address, is, hey, kids, under the dome, you're not going to get everything. I mean, you know, the, the wild spending that some have said would, would happen, he says, you know, we're going to have a big rainy day reserve. We're going to have some things. We're going to have some fiscal moderation. And it's going to be interesting to see. Sometimes it can be as tough to govern your own party as it is to uh, try to govern both. By the way, do you think he'll come out and endorse Harris with given their... Oh, I, yeah, I, typically, typically, that's not going to happen early on. Typically, what a governor of a state the size of Californians is, California is going to say is, I'm going to support our nominee. And what does that do for him? Well, not only, not only is it protected himself politically, but look, maybe Kamala doesn't become the nominee, doesn't become president. I think he'd like to have some federal dollars come the way of the Golden State, wouldn't you? So most people would say that the smart thing politically for him is to say, look, you know what, it's way too early for me to get involved, but I will certainly, and I think he will, actively campaign for whoever the Democratic Party nominee is next year. And again, we've talked about him possibly running and, and uh, you know, famously have already uh, uh, replayed his words uh, in answer to that question of, God, no, I'm, I'm not going to run in 2020. Uh, but again, he'll stay on the political stage for a while. And depending on what happens in the next few years in 2024, you know, we, he could be up there, right? I think it's nearly impossible for a California governor to look in the mirror and not see a potential presidential candidate. 
I mean, that's just history just demonstrates that. Reagan, Pete Wilson, Jerry Brown himself. I mean, it just happens almost. And, and naturally, people look to the state uh, as probably the leading democratic state in the country as a place for that and as a chief executive of the fifth largest economy in the world. So I, I think Newsom probably down the road does see that in his future, uh, but probably wisely right now. I have only been governor a couple weeks. Might be a little early. Yep. And then we had to talk about the governor mansion. Living in it, living out it, living out of it. And that was, like, no, that was a week. It was a week. It's I, like checking into the motel governor's mansion. Did you get your invite to the open house yet? Cause, oh, at the governor's new house? Yeah. Nah, I think he's keeping that place a little on the QT. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, no hey, I always thought, for, you know, it's going to be interesting to live in the governor's mansion downtown where people walk by the sidewalk and look in your, you know, yeah. look in your uh, kitchen window. I, I didn't, I wondered about that. You know, I guess, like I said, that was a nice stay for the inaugural, but then, no. Yeah. I, you know, you kind of understand that with the kids and all that. But now I guess, I don't know, I guess functions are going to be held there. Mm-hmm. I think probably a lot more likely, Tony, we get invited to a function in the governor's historic mansion than in the governor's pad and seeing all the dirty laundry sitting around on the floor. I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, Gary, that's been a discussion about Gavin Newsom and all things politics. Another Pull It Apart in the books. As always, Tony Lopez and Gary Dietrich. Gary, thank you. Thank you.